Hello, all you Andorks out there. Uh, we are here today, uh, me and a bunch of strangers. Well, apart from Math, Math is a, is a regular guest on this show. Um, you are hearing the voice of Spider Down of Spider Down and the Secret Balls, not your usual hosts for the Comics in Motion Andor podcast. Um, but uh, Jack and Mike have found themselves locked up in Narkina 5, which they are trying to get out. And there is only one way out, one way out, one way out. So, Sorry, did you want us to join in? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, you can do. We, we, we can do take. Can we one do take two? Out. Take two. Ready? Right, take two. Three, two, one. One way out. Wait, I can't swim. Can't swim. <laughs> can't swim, guys. Spoilers, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're about as organised as those prisoners. Uh, so yeah, this is a bit of a slap dash put together, um, but we're trying to stay on program uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with this podcast. Really so yeah, you are stuck with me, but I do have again. We already have Math, as I've stated. He is here once again. He is the the solid. He is our anchor in this show, in the Comics in Motion series of podcasts about Andor. He's been there since the beginning on almost every single one, and he's back again. So, uh, Math, how are you still finding the show? We know you've you've loved it so far, but you've um, you've not been on for a couple of episodes. So, how has it been since then? I've really enjoyed it. It's it's got to be some of the best stuff Disney's done. Um, taking a, you know, I've said it many times, before, but taking a character that we we kind of know what it, what happens with him, but you know, the fact that they're building this universe up and they're filling in so many gaps, um, I just think it's some of the best writing they've done. Um, not knowing loads about Star Wars and that, uh, but. Now you feel as if you know they are filling in just certain things that yeah we we made up in our own mind along the line, uh, before, but now it kind of just is flashing it out. And as I say, I think it's some of the best writing that they've done. I agree. I do agree. But I can feel the dark side of the force pushing through, trying to be heard. And I have brought along, because because it could have been just me and Math, and I think that would have been great, but I wanted someone I've done Star Wars content with before. I wanted my Obi-Wan to my Qui-Gon Jinn, I guess, uh, to join us. We've talked about background Star Wars characters. We've talked about weird sex scenes. You name it. We've talked about a hell of a lot. Uh, but Ben Crampton, the attention-seeking geek, famous on YouTube for many, many, many a live stream and more, um, you, you name it. Um, he is the jabber to my yaddle as well. He is, uh, I, I don't know if that's offensive, actually, maybe. Is that yeah, I, well, I, I preferred being compared to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was quite right. happy with okay. that when you, I, I kind of wish you just sorry, yeah, that, should've, should've, but you should've carried should've on going and now I'm Jabba the Hutt. Sorry. Wonga. You know what? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to edit this, but let's just pretend we've edited it. Okay. So Ben, yeah. how have you been finding the show? Because I've not heard any of your opinions about it thus far. Uh, my Obi-Wan to my Qui-Gon Jinn, of course. Lovely. Uh, hello there. Um, yes, I am... Um, 
loving it. I think Math is is uh, exactly on on point there with this being some of the best best kind of written work, um, at, at least that we've sort of seen the House of Mouse uh, give to Star Wars. I like it's it's just like I, I I kind of think it's being overused now, but the the Breaking Bad of Star Wars, you know, the Better Call Soul of Star Wars, and but I do think that's such a good kind of, um, you know, the, the, there's so many similarities there in terms of the sort of pacing, how it kind of tends to go for sort of two or three episodes and then crescendo in that third or fourth episode. Um, and and really just, just a, a huge focus on character work. You know, it's completely character driven. And, you know, quite often Star Wars and look, you, you know, I am, I'm Mr. Star Wars. Like I literally reserve probably three quarters of my brain to uh, Yaddle alone. Um, so uh, you know, like I do love the the you know the space fights and the laser swords and the you know the the the, the Martians and the droids. But what I love about Star Wars as well is that kind of that that character work and and I think sometimes you know when Star Wars doesn't work it's because they brush over you know the character stuff um and and here it's the complete opposite they've lent into it and to to kind of delightful effect I think so in in short um this is this is this is up there for me with with some of my favorite content I mean at least a couple of the moments from this series are, up, are, are most certainly up there with my favorite moments of Star Wars of all time. Really, really good stuff. I have to agree. Um, I, I've said this on a previous podcast. Uh, I've been waiting for something like this, something in a different time era with, with characters we don't know, you know, pretty much don't know. Um, and, you know, the, the world is the oyster and we're opening it up and we're seeing all the these kind of interesting things. They're exploring some great ideas. And I think, yeah, we've again, this podcast has mentioned it. All of the guests have said how mature the writing is. Nothing is being spoon fed to you. It's like you're either with this story or you're not. It's like uh, Kino Loy giving that speech. You're either with us or you're not with us join us you know we're not going to talk down to you you're not going to baby feed you you're not going to be like oh continuity legends and canon and blah, blah, blah. no it's just like this is a star wars thing run with it go and and again i think it's honestly out of, of all these disney plus shows that have come out marvel included i think this is one that is just solid every episode solid writing solid performances solid action and the tension, much like this episode, I think that they managed to keep the tension in every episode so tight, ta- so wound up. Like I'm just sat, I'm sat here in my own, and you know, watching it, and I'm just being like, "Oh, I'm so tense! I'm so tense!" I was a nervous wreck this week. Like it completely destroyed my nerves. It's uh, several times as well, isn't it? it? I mean, we'll get into it, but the speeches that we're getting this episode, you know, we get one of them. We get two. We get two really building moments. I think that's what you know. Again, you know, it's some of the best writing that they've done. And to be honest, I think even if this weren't Star Wars, this would really work. Even if they just took it away and they want the Star Wars attached to it, people would be watching this. And if they're not, I, I question why. 
and in a way you know it's it's kind of being told with a view to not necessarily have to be star wars i think i i, I it feels like the writers and the direct i think the director's even come out and spoke openly about his detachment from you know trying to make this you know specifically star wars and i think um it's it's funny isn't it you know you kind of watch it and and at times you forget it's star wars and then they'll just throw like a little mouse droid uh, uh you know across the screen you're like oh yeah oh yeah it's star wars um but i you know i think I think it's it's a palate cleanser because of that, because we've just had, you know, your Obi-Wan where it was like stormtroopers in every shot, you know, lightsabers and, you know, kind of Martians. And, and you know, this was, this just feels so fresh um, in, in the way that it stripped everything back. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't agree more. So um, normally people on podcasts like to start at the beginning. I'm unconventional. I don't do that. So I'm going to go to something I really want to talk about. And I Lock him up. <laughs> Who does this? Who does this? I'm like Quentin Tarantino and throwing, oh, it's all non-linear here. Um, uh, I hate that guy. All the, all, the, you know, all the timelines, all the different things. Um, but I want to go to one of the more interesting, well, I mean, it's all interesting. It's a, it, I think it's an excellent episode. But the one that, I, when I rewatched it just now, this is the one that kind of stood out to me a bit more this time round. And it's Mon Mothma potentially pimping out her underage daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I she I mean, she's not going to, is she? Like I think. Um you, you think she's going to? No, nah, nah. I, I, I don't I, I think, I, yeah, I don't think she will. But I, I think she looked quite disgusted when he kind of you know you could I know it left that scene where it was like, but you're thinking about it, which maybe this part of that is, but at the same point, I, I don't think she would. But mm. having said that, it could be clever writing because if she was to do something, that would explain where her family went. But, and we, and again, you were talking about that speech at the end with Luther Rail basically using the the weapons of his enemies to defeat them. So maybe, you know, her association with Luthan is making her go, you know, because nobody in this is a, we're all, they're all kind of grey Jedis. There's no good or bad, really. It's just shades of grey. And potentially, you know, maybe maybe she does, or maybe she considers it and does 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 it, and does it up to the point where she goes, no, absolutely not. Mm. Like, right at the last minute, maybe that's maybe that was what will happen. What do you think? I don't then? know, because she, like, uh, Guinevere's... Um... O'Reilly's sort of performance in that moment it, it was so it was so superbly played she was kind of shaking you know she she was almost like Angry. Visi- visibly mm. kind of you know shaking and, and disgusted really wasn't you that he, he would even suggest that yeah it was like an understated kind of rage that she couldn't express externally because of obviously the implications so she just kind of had to quietly sit there and and you know when really you could see it in her eyes that she wanted to get up and knock this guy out um he's a sli- he's an absolute slime ball isn't he and that's what that's how she's coming across you can yeah. see that in her physically she's like I'd rather pay you smiling like that, what if that- her dickhead husband maybe 
he's approached by this um this this new character this uh, i forget his name but um you know this kind of crook um mm. maybe the husband's approached and is far more kind of open to that offer than her and and that then leads to the the family kind of falling apart maybe um possibly yeah or maybe yeah go on man. sorry we don't we still don't really know where her husband fits into this is he just a bit of a war heroes you know kind of dining out on what he used to be and now in the shadow of uh, mom Moffler, or is there something more to him and i mean maybe i was naive but i didn't see the spy i, I didn't guess that he was going to be a spy um Tommy. um until obviously it gets revealed later on in the show. Um, now other people was probably going to sit there going, oh, we knew from the start. But, you know, I just thought you were a bit of a pompous prick who was, you know, part of the ISB. Hmm. Again, we don't know with my mother's husband where where he stands. And that, you know, he, he just, you know, he's this big, well, he's meant to be this big war hero. And maybe maybe that's just what it is, but something must happen there. I don't think we're going to get it in this season. I think that's going to be a way into so the it's a build season. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think you know seeds. I think seeds are being planted. They clearly know they've got a plan for the two seasons. They know what they're doing. They know what they want to do. They've got an end game in mind. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all to do well, with that. There's only two episodes left, so there's not enough time to really. Do flesh too much more about with that. Yeah, true. And, yeah, unless it was rushed, and the way they've done so far, I can't see them rushing it. Do you think they'd end on a cliffhanger because they know they've got season two? Oh, hundred percent. Well, yeah, hundred percent. I'd be gutted if if Mon Mothma does something bad in this show, though. If that makes sense, like I really feel like she's the moral. Um, centerpiece you know to, mm. to the whole thing because Andor, we know you know makes some um very um on the spot you know morally gray decisions and and pretty much as as you said there all of the characters do but i do feel like mom mothma is the one that stands out as someone who is is completely trying to be true to, to and and that's why she's struggling so much because mm she's almost being forced to do bad things to be able to help the rebellion. And she's not kind of prepared to do that, but she's also not prepared to be, you know, working for the empire essentially. Um, and I think that association with Luther rail, she was railing against rail. Uh, How long uh, you had that in your back pocket? I've, I've been, keeping days, that one. been keeping that one. Just, just stored it. Uh, Cross out enough now. I'm all, I'm all, I've got all the puns coming. I'm sure there's more puns I can I can bring up. Um, but that's why she has a go at him, because he's like, I want anarchy. I want chaos. I want mm. them angry. I want them, you know, to do stupid, make stupid decisions. Like, even in this episode, it's like, this is great news that people are, you know, buying yeah. into this and stuff. And that's that's exactly what he wants. He's playing, because he he needs that them to amp everything up, to convince people to to rebel. That's what his end game is uh, in this show. Is to get like when he was talking to Saw Gerrera in the in the last episode, I think it was, or the episode before. 
Um, and he's like, he's like, yeah, let's team up. Let's team up. He's like, no, the, the way they work is wrong. I believe in this. You believe in this. We'll never come together. And I think that's Rail's plan is to get the Alliance together. Mm. But the only way you can do that is to make everything the worst it can possibly be for the Empire to make it even worse, to basically shake everyone out of apathy, to to quote Batman Begins, and, and get them to fucking do something about the state mm. of the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, you wait till Saw Guerrero starts doing <laughs> what he wants to do as well, because he's, he's potentially even worse than Lufen in, in his approach to You could say you could say he's a fan of Guerrero warfare. <laughs> right? Right? Got it? Because how long is this how long have we got half an hour left? Pain, it's gonna be painful. All you, of these you could say we we saw that coming. Oi uh, that's it. Join the team. Join the team. I've gone go to the dark side. <laughs> You'll you'll get one, Ben. One will come to you. You you and then you can join the team. You can join our Rebel Alliance with all the puns. Uh, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was quite an interesting scene with that because I, I actually think that as much as I like again the pew pew pew, um I, I am adoring every scene with Mon Mothra. Uh Mon Mothra. Uh, not <laughs> she's uh that's a that's a relative of Godzilla, Mon Mothra. Uh, <laughs> no, uh so <laughs> I'm loving all of these kind of polit- like the, the stuff that people complained about in the prequels is actually some of the more interesting stuff, like the the. But the it's politics. because it's being wrote correctly for well, adults. Yeah, well, yeah. correct. Yeah, like you you look at um, Game of Thrones before it turns shit. Some of the best stuff there was the politics side that you wouldn't expect to really enjoy, hmm. and again this. This again, there's all the politics sides that you, you don't really think about, you know, is some of the best writing because they, they've got to get it right. I mean, you know, it, the, the mom offer, there are only little bits here and there, but it, it's good to kind of see the, the backstory from her and that. And, you know, like you say, she, she's been kind of forced into doing things she doesn't really want to do and that. Um, I I think we might have her do something that she doesn't want to do, she doesn't like doing, she wasn't a fan of doing, she's been... No, she's Dan, in this, she's in this nice. Listen, listen, listen to me. <laughs> if we think about... the Think about when we first see Mon Mothma in Return of the Jedi. She's this angelic, peaceful, peacekeeper of the galaxy. I think for her to get there, she needs to do something really, really, really bad so that she turns she turns it around she's like that's i'm never going to do anything like that again but i will do what i think is right what i need to do and i think that's where you get that angelic almost perfect you know mon mothma that we get in return of the jedi maybe i think she's going to leave her family i think that's probably where she's going to go she, and she's going to have to do it in quite a quite a big way so that people think she's disgraced and maybe going to hide into them, leave the, the rebels, knowing she's done the right thing, even if everyone sees it. Probably, you know, mm. maybe like take that bullet so mm, that maybe. it protects her family, but it means she has to walk away from And that. Like you say, she's, she does seem a bit too perfect, which, again, they're, they're the ones that you have to kind of keep an eye on, aren't you? 
and that. But, but from what we know of her character, I think she would probably take the sacrifice to get to where she needs to be. See, I just think something bad is going to happen to her rather than right. her doing something bad. And I, I think she's just her character is just so strong that she decides to completely kind of, you know, throw away the, her veil of, you know, her disguise and, and, and say, no, you know what, I am a, I'm a rebel and I'm, Mm. you know, and and that's when she sort of really embraces that kind of angelic sort of Mm. figurehead that, that we of course saw in the original trilogy. And I think it out of, all of the characters obviously she's she's the original trilogy character you know but it's out of all of the characters i think her character is just expanding and growing in terms of that kind of mythology and and you know the information we have about her like this series is serving her character maybe more so than andor i think at mm-hmm. this point because yeah. you know i don't think andor goes through a huge amount of sort of change necessarily in terms of sort of characteristics and stuff because he's still pretty pretty shady even in that opening scene in rogue one you know like he's still doing bad things so we know he's not going to come too far in the in the two seasons but mon mothma i think there's just it's just so interesting to see her just cling on to this ideal of the republic you know uh, as it's already crumbled and she's still desperately trying to sort of cling on to that you know what what she thought was good and well unfortunately mate it it weren't good no i think andor andor is just the person who's going to take us from each part of these stories he, he's just he's the, the thread yeah yeah he's a connecting thread you know just to kind of because because we do have so many different little stories going along and he's kind of the center of it all and he's they're just using him to kind of get from one place. So, you know, we're meeting so many new people that we've we've actually seen in in Rogue One, and that it's just but they're using him just to kind of step from one one place to another. I I think as well that he's like again we've kind we're kind of seeing that he is the one almost responsible for the rebellion. But he he that people don't know like mm. with the you know the the heist with the prison break because the prison break again it's not his name that he's gone in with it's it's an assumed name it's a you know it's a um, yeah, it's a disguise so he's not going to get the blame but Kino Loy is mm. because he was the voice he was the man he spoilers was left behind um, he's the one who's going to get all this all the stuff but. All the while, Andor is filtering through this story, this rise of the rebellion, uh, and, and and nobody really knows the part he played in it. It's almost like a, an unknown soldier type thing, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really interesting as well. Like people, like we don't we we know Andor from Rogue One, but we don't really know Andor. We don't know his journey, and and that and getting from A to B, you know, it's not it's not where he ends up, even though that is amazing and it's a great film and. Um, but I'm enjoying the journey itself um, and and what it has to say about the Star Wars universe and how bleak and disturbing and 
arguably how real this feels because I think like you like Ben was saying like the prequels you know it didn't it didn't really like I like the politics and stuff and some of the actors are fine and the fights are good but this feels like this could be like you said it could be set today it could be set wherever and it would still work um and and that I appreciate I appreciate I'm loving Dedra Miro's uh, rise to power as well. I think she's, um, she's oh, just so good. <laughs> like that that previous episode uh, where it's pretty much just focused on her, I thought was amazing. Um, I'm just, oh, I was blown away um, by her. Like each episode, I think everybody's getting better as well. They just, it's like a, it's just picking up steam. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, I do wish I'd kind of seen a bit more of her in this episode, but. Again, we had quite a lot of her in the previous one or the one before. Um, I can't remember. They're all bleeding into each other a little bit, these episodes. But that's well, a good with, thing. With Dedra, it's it's just that, um, what's the word? That aura she has about her. I mean, her face is quite stone most of the time. And she just just a little look, a little snarl, a little something. And it, it's, it's scary sometimes seen her. I mean, you know, she she really is, you know, quite terrifying. The cold She's face a... of fascism. Mm. Ambition personified, isn't she? Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh. I mean, it's funny you say about like fascism and, and about, you know, enjoying the the road to where we kind of eventually get and obviously, you know, the, the the more iconic stuff and in the original trilogy and stuff but like for me it's potentially focusing this whole series and, and this time period on, on the most interesting time period in star wars because it's the one that that probably reflects that kind of nazi you know um uh, kind of rise to power more so than any where you you essentially kind of had a a regime uh, a party that people got behind, you know, because they believed in what they were saying. It was um, essentially sort of, uh, you know, painting themselves as the saviour, you know, following, you know, bad times. And people got behind it. Um, and then obviously once in power, it twisted. And then obviously everything happened that happened. And and I think it's it's just been so interesting to kind of see the parallels of that. And it, like, I know we haven't, gone back to it yet in full detail but just that those shots of like um uh him going up against the clone troopers clearly towards the you know just just after kind of order 66 and stuff like i'm so interested to kind of see those scenes and, and just go back to that that turn of power and um yeah it's it's so good this is so bloody good isn't it yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I think as well, we're still kind of seeing the rise of the empire at the same time, aren't we? Because they're not fully in control. They're, nope. I, I think, feel like they've got. If we if we talk about it in like UK politics, it's it's like they have the most seats, kind of. Thing. Yeah, uh, they're not fully in control. It's not them. It's you know, because obviously Mon Mothma is is constantly kind of being in irritation as she says um to them but yeah they've not gone whole hog just yet but it's it's ge it's gearing up the more this in this in a way the rebellion is actually making the there. empire worse Strong. which is yeah. again what what Lutheran rail wants because that's the only way that we they're going to get the rebellion to be the rebellion it's supposed to be 
the empire has to be at its zenith for the rebellion to be at its zenith as well, um, which is really fascinating. So let's talk about the bit that everyone wants to talk about, prison break. Uh, Ben, what do you think of uh, the prison break? We've had a few episodes, quite a few episodes. So this is the fourth episode in this arc. So the break in the three, the three arc structure. Um, Did that, did that work for you? I know on the previous podcast that Brett uh, said that he was like, oh no, we've forgotten the three arc structure. Did it? Was it a problem for you? Or I, to be honest, I didn't even realise. I, I still thought it was the three structure, but yeah, no, you're right, and I think that's testament to how I've enjoyed the build up of tension and you know everything that we got in this episode. You know the the excitement, the action, um, the 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 speeches, the heartbreak. None of that all of that would have felt numb and and you know pointless or, or or wouldn't have had any weight to it if it wasn't for spending the time to build up that tension to kind of um have the kind of the the drama within the characters where there's pushback and and a, you know eventually that moment you know where um uh, chemo sort of says what was it 12 guards or whatever like uh, <laughs> like you know like none of that would have been as satisfying if it wasn't for all the episodes that came before. And, and this for, for me just felt like the absolute perfect climax. And, you know, the, 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 the kind of the coolest thing about it is that we got that heartbreaking moment, you know, where you thought they'd done it. You thought everything had been done and it was just, I, I can't swim. And I, I feel emotional even mm. reenacting it because it was just like, I, I honestly, it was like, what's that Simpsons thing where it's like, oh, you can pinpoint the moment his heart breaks. Like you <laughs> could have filmed me and, and done that because it, it really was a, a gut wrenching moment. And, and, and it was, you couldn't even sit on that moment because Andor was then obviously pushed off in the, in the scurry. And I just found that just so, poetically depressing you know like and I, th- I think ultimately you know a lot of this like even the 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 original heist you know and and um you know losing losing certain rebels in that you know it was just it it's it's almost like we're kind of we're getting to know the various martyrs that have had to play their part for us to kind of get the rebellion you know to to beat the bad guys essentially and it's just yeah it's just providing so much so much texture there but i i honestly i mean andy circus should be nominated for an emmy as far as i'm concerned for this performance because um and i know that you know uh, like a title character and or you know diego luna is doing a great job but i think andor's character his characterisms aren't as dynamic as some of the other characters that we're witnessing. And I think chemo just to, to go from that kind of the form and, you know, the such an unrelatable um, kind of character that you could quite easily dislike to take us from that to someone that we slowly, but surely empathize with more and more to the point where, you know, 
you you you're fully rooting for the guy and and he's almost like a favorite and and then to take that away from us it's just it's just brilliant writing it's uh, you know the everything the music um i've i've absolutely loved the design of nokina 5 um and and how kind of um sterile you know it's all felt and and i love the uniforms i loved how how cool i can it imagine looks. it as a as a map on like star wars battlefront oh mm. man but like how cool it looked with the prisoners in their uniform but holding those guns like just just the kind of juxtaposition of that and um yeah it was it, it's almost like a little ant farm isn't it yeah. yeah, and then you see but, them all kind of coming to the middle in the in the centre and escaping. I said earlier how there's a couple of scenes that that have gone into my kind of top five, top ten, whatever best Star Wars moments of all time, and and this prison scene is 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 one of those because I, it, yeah, it was it was just perfect storytelling for me. It was sublime. Yeah, Math, what did you think of the prison break? I don't know if I can say much more than what Ben just said, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, what, although it was heartbreaking, I think what, again, was was good is seeing Kino get to that point of, wow, I can't swim. And that moment, normally, you know, previous Star Wars, it would have been, don't worry, I've got you. Let's go yeah, together. Yeah. And it wasn't that. And that's, you know, it, it, it leaves you that point of, Shit, this is real. We've just lost another, you know, another major character who we thought, you know, could have gone a bit further. Here, but it it was quite, you know, it, it like I say, it does it does get you because you kind of think he shouldn't die, but he does. Oh, well, he possibly well, we, 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 don't we, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. You know, but he gets left behind. Um, he, he doesn't find his one way out. But um, it, it's it, it again. So many times in the show, it's certain looks on characters' faces tells that scene and that look of shit. We've done all this, and I can't go. And you know, Cassian's kind of like, "What? What? What did you say?" And then next thing you know, he's gone, and there's nothing you can do about it neither. But, you know, I mean, his speech, again, it started off and you could see him bumbling along and, you know, Mando's like, you know, come on, is that the best you've got? You know, and it builds and it builds and it builds to to something where you can, you know, you're behind him, you you know, you're wanting to get in there with a, a boss yourself and, you know, just charge in there with him to, to get him out. Felt Shakespearean that speech, didn't it? In the way yeah. that it, yeah. it, you know, it, it shows his acting. It really, you know, again, the casting is brilliant because they've, they've. I mean, when he popped up in the prison when we first saw him, we were like, "Whoa!" You know, he's in here, and that he's, and they've got these big characters to play such major, major parts. You could say math. That they snoked him in. Well, maybe you could say that, but I don't want you to say that ever okay. again. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it, it's turning into a bit of a circus. <laughs> this is, 
<laughs> I mean, maybe that's what happens to him. Maybe he's left behind. He turns evil and he becomes into to be snow. Um, <laughs> be a major change. Yeah, huh? yeah the, the emperor goes, you know what? I like the cut of your jib. I'm going to deform you and clone you and you're going to be my little puppet for a few years. Nice. Great, great nice. writing there. Um <laughs> Carry on, carry on, Matt. I'm sorry to have interrupted. I don't know. We, we got derailed a bit there. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, you know, derailed? <laughs> loose and derailed. I mean, I, I, admit, I, I, I did wonder what Cassian was doing all that time with the the little bar. I, although I do question, he was filing that bar, that, what, that water pipe, and then he just went in there with um, one of the tools and just broke it. And I just thought... He, You've wasted a lot of time there, really. But um, I, I mean, again, there's a, there's a look on um, Kino's face of when the floor gets shorted, and he's still stood there. He's telling everyone to get onto the table, and he's still stood there. And it goes off, and he's not electrocuted. And then again, he's that. This is our moment, and that you know, and it's like attacking it. Everyone just goes, and you just. It's the feels in this episode, you know. It, you know, I think we said before before we start recording that each one of those episodes where you think not what's really happened until you kind of go back and pick at certain things and realise they've said an awful lot in what's I think it was about forty something minutes this week. Mm. Again, they've said so much in such a little time that you just don't realise until, you know, you sit here and you start picking it out. Absolutely. I Yeah, I had a lot of fun. It reminded me a little bit, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a Stallone movie called Lock Up. Mm. Um, uh-huh. And basically he's a, he's a prisoner who, uh, Donald Sutherland is like the the warden of this new prison he's being transferred to because he's only got like a few few weeks left or a month or so left. And he's he's somebody the the warden is a prison that Stallone escaped. Uh so he's he's trying to like piss him off so much so that he will escape. So he's like saying like, oh, he's like beating him up. He's like, you know, making him do all the chores and everything. He's, and then he he pretends that a guy's gonna go rape his wife. And that's what makes him escape. Cause because during that film, he just wants to serve out his time. He doesn't want to 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 shake the system. He's like, I'm just gonna do my time well behaved and I'll get out and you know all this other stuff happens kills this this guy gets killed as well anyway go watch lockup it's it's pretty good um but it reminded me of Andy Circus's thing in this because he was like I follow the rules I do the system he's turned this kind of competition into a game for himself mm. to keep himself entertained to keep him you know moving towards it like when he goes back to his cell after they learn from last episode what happened to level 2 he looks direct, like he's talking to Andor, and Andor's like, he's like, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. This is our chance, you know. And he's like, no, stay on program. Stay on program. And and he goes back, and he, the first thing he does is he looks at the amount of days he has left. That's mm. the first thing he does when he goes into his cell, because that is what counts for him. Lit, quite literally and figuratively, that thing counts. And he looks at that, and he goes, everything I've done, every day I've worked so hard for Everything I've been building towards is all lies. It's fake. It's bullshit. And and that's why he says, no one's getting out. We're going to die here. We'll figure it out in the morning. 
but we're going to do what we're going to do. I'm going to assume I'm already dead. And I love his arc has been great because we we see him on one end of like, oh, this is order. This is organization. This is what I'm supposed to do. Follow the rules. Don't do this. Don't do that. And Andor all the way through it is kind of convincing him so much so that we we get up to that point and he gives that speech and it's amazing. It's such a great speech. And I love that it's not like, oh, just every man for himself. He's like, help somebody up. Because obviously yeah, poor old beautiful. guy has had a stroke in the last one and he's like, and he wanted to help him. And he was like, let's just get him through the last few days. Give him a shot or something. And he's like, no, help each other up. I did laugh though, because the second after he said that, two guys fall over and nobody fucking helps them. <laughs> Oh yeah, Sorry. <laughs> they're like, oh shit, and Andor um, literally gets pushed off the edge, like mm. you know, yeah, before he even knows what's going on. But clearly, that message didn't get across to everyone. But I love, I love that Andor's there, like Gene him on. He's like, come on, is that the best you've got? You're a leader. This is what you do. This is your thing, uh, and it just turns into this, this wonderful, wonderful speech. And and I love like right at the end he he just starts quoting Andor like word for word what Andor had said to him earlier. It was like yeah I don't know die. about you I'm good but I'm going to fight until I die and um and it's great. I did I did kind of wish we had a bit more from the other prisoners because I I felt in the last episode like I'd almost missed something because Andor was like because he was in his funk wasn't he? He was like oh shit I'm I'm here this is this is my I'm in prison now I'm sad and then the kind of the episode after that he was like. All right, guys, this job's okay, isn't it? Yeah, we're doing all right. We're getting on. I did feel like there was a bit of a disconnect for me there. Um, And I did think they're all just like, he's the ginger one. He's the Asian guy. He's the black guy. Like there was was nothing else other than they were kind of prisoners. I wish there was a bit more something to their characters because I think I would have cared a bit more like when they died or got shot or something. Oh, you did care, right? Like when they were, you know, Of course, yeah. I th- yeah, I think, and I think, I think that's I... quite an achievement alone, yeah, I guess. considering the you know the lack of lines, and as you say, mm. like we didn't know anything about them. Mm. We still, okay. even after just three episodes, felt like I was yeah, like oh sure. no, the ginger yeah. dude, like oh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh no, he was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be the next figure in the in the Star Wars Black series. But the rumor is we are getting a Melshi spinoff, <laughs> ginger <laughs> ginger dude. I'm just I'm just I'm seeing the packaging, just ginger dude. It's a fair point, though, because it's like Melshi's in Rogue One. So mm. I thought there would have been a bit more... I mean, I think we're going to get that mm. in probably the next two episodes. But you'd have thought there'd have been... a Because it's just, again, it's great. Every time I've been on here, we've just jumped all over the place for the um, order of, of where we are. But it's like you see Melshi and Andor running off at the end mm. into the sunset. Um but you'd have thought there'd have been a little bit more between them two building up to this. Um Yeah, and that's what I thought with that with that first episode where they're like, Oh yes, whisper, whisper, whisper. And then there's this other guy in, in the previous episodes where he's like, you know, him and Andor have got, you know, a bit almost it's like we missed a we missed a couple of scenes or something, because we he's got this friendship with this other guy now who is the one who starts climbing up the 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 lift in this episode but we didn't know and he was like well i've already got a plan and he's telling andy circus and i was like well where, where was where was this again very minor nitpick for me very minor nitpick um but it's just something um but yeah i thought the whole sequence was great the whole breaking out and i think this is pure like this is probably the most tragic thing i've seen in a star wars in star wars content for me that i've seen i think it's the one that i was like 
this is actual, this is like, like Ben was saying, it's like Shakespearean tragedy. You know, he G's everyone up, he convinces them. He's like, help, this is our fight. One way out, one way out. And he gets there, he's like, I, I can't join you. And and it's that martyrdom. The way he delivered that line was just... Can't swim. Yeah. It, can't it, swim. It, it's again his, his face. It's just that, that look of, there's nothing I can do. It's, uh, I, lo- I love that he's forgotten because he's not seen the outside world for so long. He's forgotten what is actually outside. I think he's just got built up so much in the in the moment of mm. we're doing this, we're getting out, not realizing what's out there. And that, I mean, you know, it, 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 this is a question that's going to be there: is you know, did he ever jump or not, or did he just stay behind? I mean, there's a there's another good scene of the guards. When they're all cowering, oh yeah, hiding behind, you know, and you can see them all there, kind of shaking, and it's like, please don't come in, please, you know, and it, it's, it's almost like, um, like Attica or something, isn't it? Like it's just an absolute like prison riot, and mm. you know, the the, you know, I don't want to say the lunatics have taken over the asylum, but it's you the know, oppressors have become the oppressees. Oh, see, this is why I got you on, Ben. I know. You can't Jeff deliver the pu- you can't deliver the puns like I can, but you can deliver other <laughs> stuff. This is this is why we I've, all make such a good team. I've got a bit of a, like a personal kind of story that that was what I thought of with Andy Serkis's uh, chemo performance. So when I uh, went travelling in Australia, um, I had the worst four days of my life uh, fruit picking um, up in the in in North Australia in the outback of Cairns, and it was. We were fruit picking lime trees and it was just, it was honestly, it was, it was horrendous. Like the conditions were awful. Um, our treatment was just, uh, you, yeah, borderline imperial, you know, from the, the, the farmer, you know, the guy that ran the farm or whatever just spoke to us awfully and, and, you know, breaks were minimal. It was just awful. But when we were working, there was a, a foreman who worked with us and this guy was he was like an old man and he he was older than the actual farmer like and he he had basically been the farmer's kind of right hand man for however long but the farmer didn't speak to him with a level of respect or or kinship or or whatever like he 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 still spoke to him almost like a staff, but he was our kind of like our line manager, you know, when we were actually doing the work, you know, on the farm. And, and it was weird. It was like, I, I resented this man because he was, he was part of the problem. You know, he was shouting at us and, and, you know, but then there were moments of like, there were like little glimmers of like, Oh no, he's actually human. He's, he's actually you know, he, he's got a kind of tender side and stuff. And that was, that story was what immediately kind of came to my mind when, you know, the, 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 the chemo characters started to unravel and stuff. And I just, I just think it was, it's just a story we've not seen told. I don't think in, in Star Wars yet. And um, I just think they've, they've done it superbly. Also I've sent, about three screenshots to my friend just of uh, the backs of rebels in uh, various shots of like Return of the Jedi and Empire and that. And then I've just done like an arrow and just done this is chemo. Just like whoever's got an old back of their head, I've just gone, this is chemo. 
He lives. He lives. He, he lives. can be any old Jedi in, in one of well, those. Well, they do, they do that all the time, Not didn't Jedi, they? Rebel, yeah, they, sorry, didn't they yeah. do that with um, one of the clone troopers? Yeah, yeah, he's in he's in like Return of the Jedi, isn't he? Or oh, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, clutching, clutching. <laughs> yeah, stretching. Very, very big stretch. Um, so let's talk about the, the last bit of the episode, uh, the last section. Um, so it is um, Luther and Rail, and we discover that. Was was the guy was the guy with the tash? Um, uh, was he the guy who was um, right at the, like the first episode? Was he the one who was cocking up and he's like, right, I want all my no. reports on my desk? Was that the same guy? No, no. Uh, he, I think he's the same rank as Deirdre. Uh, I think he's called Lonnie. Um, he. He looks well, like the, a Lonnie. He looks like yeah. a Lonnie. He, he, he was kind of one of the guys that were whispering in um, Major Potter's um, ear. So he was kind of the right-hand man there. Um, he's, he's been in a lot of the, the episodes, but he's just been a background character and just piped up every now and again. Um, and and then best spies are, aren't they? Yeah. How he, you know who he is, Dan, as well? One of your favourite films, Kick-Ass 2. He's like... He's the human spider, I think, or something oh, in that. Oh, God, really? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, well, me and Ben are planning to do a, a Secret Defenders on my channel of Kick Ass 2. Yeah. And you've got, you've got a hard, hard job ahead of you for doing that, mate, because that's a shocking film. Uh, anyway, Math, let's go. Sorry. Stop ben, stop ben from talking because that's not what who we're here to listen to. We're here to listen to Math. Um, you, you've told your Bart Simpson great picking story. You know, and your, or your your abuse at the hands of Australian or Frenchmen, whoever it was. Um, but we've got to go back to math. Math was talking yes, about this guy sorry. and this speech. So sh- shut yeah. shut, your, shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> I mean, you know, they did mention earlier on in the episode that the I think was it something had been marked, and then the rail had been broken, and it was fresh. So the guy wants to meet and. Lupin's like, oh, he hasn't met me in a year, but, you know, why is he doing this? And you think it's, it, at that point, you don't know it's a spy, don't you? You've, I first thought, is this someone who Lupin's working for? Is there someone above Lupin? But um, we, t- we find out, no, he's just a pawn. Um, and he goes down and meets Lupin. Lupin's, you see, you mentioned earlier in the episode about everything being grey. Lupin's black. He's he's very much on the dark side, and that the Empire would love him to be honest. And that because he, well, he's because that's what he says in his speech, doesn't he? He's, he's I, become I've become that. the Empire. Yeah, which I, I think we, you know, in a previous episode we said about. Um, the antique dealer is the persona, and Lupin is a is a real person. And I'm now questioning: Is Lupin now was the persona, and has now taken over because of all the stuff that he's done? He's, he's sacrificing, given so much to the cause that he believes in him. This is the best. One of the best things I think about it is that you know everyone thinks of rebels. Rebels are the good guys. It's all built on quite nasty things, quite bad things. You know the speech that he gives when he is asked, you know, what have you given? And again, it's another one of those 
speeches that just builds and builds and you know you realize that he's you know he's given everything to this um and then you feel really bad for Lonnie the fact that he's He's just not cared about, really, you know. And he, and he tells him, you'll go back and you'll do as you're told and you'll do what I want you to do because that's what you'll do. And that, and it, it, again... It's quite, it's quite creepy as well when he's like, congratulations, you've had a daughter. Yeah. Great news. And he's like, I hate, I hate that you know these things about me or that my, you know, my life is is a book to you or whatever he says. Um, I thought that was like super like intimidating and and I love that shot when he comes out and it's just like and it's the wind blowing, the capes going or the copes going, and you just see that 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 was a very kind of classically Star Wars composed moment. Yeah, exactly. I could you know I could picture him having it lighting up a lightsaber or something. Very uh, Empire Strikes Back, you know, with all the kind of corridors and you know in the kind of carbonite chamber, whatever Mm. they call it. But Coruscant's great as well because it completely represents the difference of like class, you know, from from what goes on, the higher you get in Coruscant, you know. And yeah, I love that this was like in the depths of, of it all. Do you think he's a Jedi? Because I have read some theories on that. Um you know, in some of the things that he's he's speaking about, you know, um in his speech and and he references how 15 years ago and apparently if you work it out in terms of when this is set 15 years ago was order 66 and and what went down there apparently um so there are theories floating about that he's he's a jedi of past Mm -hmm. i don't know how you'd feel about that do you think maybe he's one of these who's false sensitive who never Managed to learn the thoughts mm. and kind Maybe. of, because you know, they, the... they do like Jedi mind tricks, don't they? So they do manipulate people. That's one of their abilities: is to mm-hmm. manipulate, change people's ideas, convince them to do things. And, and he's very good at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know we'll, I, I want to go back to this, but the, the nitpick I have with the show, which. It's kind of going to go against what I've said earlier on in previous <laughs> things. He's Andor at times. He, although he's the guy that gets us from point A to point B, I sometimes feel that they're trying to build where he's going to be. But sometimes I think they've rushed it. It's like, you know, when he breaks out of prison, he's straight away shooting people. Whereas we've seen previous, he, he's hesitated. Now, it, it just seemed a bit too easy for him. And I feel that's where I kind of losing my feel of, of where he is at the moment. And that, um, but I think, you know, Lufen, he is, he, he's that thing that we're going to need to kind of get the rebels on, you know, on side. But he says about the, the, he, I think then Lonnie system. You know, you need to you need to warn. Um, there's fifty people that are going to go into somewhere, and that to attack. And it says you need to warn them because they're going into a trap. For, oh, it's for the um, the pilot. Yeah, they have got the up. pilot and the ship, and the yeah. they staged it as an accident. And it's like, 
it's just 50 people. And, you know, that's the point when you realise in Lupin, he, I mean, he means business and he, he doesn't care what he has to do to get where he needs to be. And I think he's, he's, he's like, like, um, like Dedra's ice features at times, Lupin has that as well. And, he, he you know, he, it's the point when I'm now starting to question him. And that, um, I, I, I wonder if there's, although he wants the rebels to to be a thing, I wonder if there's something else there as well with him. Another but agenda. Uh, yeah. And that just, it, it, it just seemed quite dark to get to what he wants them to do. I the the only nitpick I have about this section of the episode again very minor really really minor I love I've loved every single one of these episodes you know like I said ninety nine percent is amazing the one nitpick I have is I'm I'm gonna in acting terms I'm gonna tell you what this scene says to me okay Luther Rail what is your motivation what is my motivation. What is my motivation? I will tell you my motivation and backstory, and you will cry. It was a bit, I felt it was a bit like, oh, we don't know anything about Luther Rail. Oh, here, here is who he is. And I kind of, again, it was a good speech. I think Stellan Skarsgård is, is a spectacular actor, and I think he gave it his absolute all. But it did feel like a bit like a little ham-fisted to me. It's like, ah, oh, I'm going to tell you who exactly I am to you rebel spy because he's he's very careful about not telling anybody anything in this show like even when he says oh you were behind the heist and he goes no we were just invited we didn't go there mm. and he knows full well he was he knows full well that he planned and sorted that out but everyone he speaks to he never tells them entirely the truth and when he did that to this guy i felt it was a bit disingenuous like if he told andor i felt that would have been made more sense to me for the character, but this random guy who's not spoken to in a year, he's like, I'm going to tell you everything about me and, and how I work and what I believe in and what I've been doing all these years and what I'm building towards, you know, just like, you know, oversharing, basically. I, I don't feel like this is the person he would overshare to. It, it, it's like that moment when the bad guy tells the hero his plan. Yeah. And that, and it, it's like, why, why would, why mm. would he do that? It, it doesn't make sense, and it, that's the speech was good and it was yeah, emotional. It was yeah, but it, it it felt as if it shouldn't have been there. I think mm. he, he overshared. Yeah, or, yeah. or he's told him what. Is it again? It could be quite clever. Yeah, could be, what he I mean, this could. It, what? Yeah, exactly. That could be all be a lie, but it didn't feel like, like it was performed like it wasn't. Mm. But. I, I don't know. Um, like you said, maybe there's an agenda. Maybe he's playing a character within a character within a character. Well, he snapped a bit, didn't he? Like I, mm. I, I felt like he, from from what you know, the the, the spy was saying, it, it wound him up, and it mm. wound him up to the point where he bit and said, "No, actually, I'll tell you why I'm doing this, and I'll tell you where I'm at." Um, and he didn't give him any information away in terms of like plans or anything no, like that. No. All he was doing was like expressing what, you know, why he's, why he's such a prick, you know, about everything. Uh, I think like, um, that's, that's how I interpret it. But I mean, yeah, like ben, it, I, I'm, it, I'm still waiting from that speech from you, to be honest. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. One day. 
You're going to be like, yeah. you want to know, Dan, why I'm such a prick? I'm going to tell you why I'm such a prick. So rude. I come on here as a guest. So and rude. you weren't invited. Uh, no, you were. <laughs> you're not wanted. You were invited, but you're not wanted. I've hacked uh, this call. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry. You're not falling out. Not falling out with lost, me, Ben. <laughs> uh, to bring me this information. <laughs> not falling out with me, Ben. Don't worry. You can fall out with other people. That's the okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Um, right. Uh, so Ben, what, what did you, what, what else did you think about this last bit? And then we'll come to an end. Yeah, I just, um, uh, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but like, for me, I think we, we've seen Lufen in this kind of, um, disguise, you know, uh, with this different persona for, for quite a long time now, like what, four episodes or so, maybe even more, um, so it was nice to kind of almost be reunited with that Lufen that we saw in like episode, you know, two and three and stuff, you know, and, um, and yeah, just to get an insight as to his kind of justification for his actions. Um, I'm hoping that in season two, I don't think it will come in season one, but I'm hoping season two does similar stuff for Saw Guerrera. Um, who, if anything, is even more extreme. So, what you know? What's your justification for that, Saw? Um, so, yeah, it's it's just adds to it's because to how he's got a it all is. yeah, it's because he's got a sore throat. That's it's just irritating him. It's just like oh, I'm so Guerrero, and I'm very mad. I'm gonna blow up people. He has got the worst star wars costume i think i've seen on a character in this series if you've if you've seen the like promotional images it's hot he looks like he's wearing you know those like air vent things mm. on his like arms and legs like yeah it's, it's not a strong look it's it's probably because he sweats so much i imagine it's gonna, we're gonna guy. see the accident aren't we that obviously makes him yeah worse to wear. when we've seen he's it looks pretty much, I mean, he's bashed up, but he's pretty much intact, isn't it? When we saw him in the previous episode. Yeah, and yeah, that. like he's yeah. got so, legs. Um, just, <laughs> <laughs> we noticed that. He's got his legs still. Yeah, yeah. He ain't got his Darth Vader gear yet, so. Yeah. It's like the Poundland Darth Vader, isn't it, really? He is, Yeah. <laughs> And we've seen he likes to torture as well. He's not, you know, he's not opposed to using empire-like tactics to to get the job done. So uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested to see. It was it was nice to see him, and I'm glad again. Like we on your show, Ben, when we've talked about Obi Wan and we've talked about uh, Book of Boba Fett, and we've talked about our criticisms of those those shows with like the oh we're going to put this character in for no particular reason and this character and this cameo and this moment and we're going to call back to this you know all the kind of fan service there is fan service within this but I think uh, I think Angry Andy put it quite well it's like it's it's done in the right way it's not like you know it's not like being announced like or or spoilt or you know like. I kind of assumed that we'd have some familiar characters in this, but I like that they're not going, guess who's in the next episode? Like, not with She-Hulk, like, you know, the day before the Mag- Megan the Stallion episode came out, they were like, guess who's going to be on this week's episode? Why wouldn't you just surprise us? But look that? at, like, Melshi. Like, no one good. asked for more Melshi. No one asked for that. But now that we've got more Melshi, I'm actually really enjoying that, 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 you know, we see Andor having relationships with 
some of the rebels that we saw in Rogue One and stuff. So when you go back and watch Rogue One now, it kind of really gives it an extra layer. And I think if you're going to include cameos and, and walk-on parts and stuff like that, it needs to serve a purpose. It needs to give that character or the story an extra layer. And sometimes it doesn't do that. It just gives you that cheap pop, as they call it in wrestling. Um, whereas like here, it just it, everything just sort of feels well thought out and i know i said about luffy being a jedi but in a way i kind of don't want that to happen because it i was, I was gonna say that trope you know um, yeah i was gonna say i don't want to i kind of don't want to see jedis in this because i think it will it will take me out of the the real i say realism but obviously it's a, it's a galaxy far away and a long time ago but, but we said there's, that there's an air of that this could quite easily fit so many different stories it doesn't have to be in Star Wars. It could be House of Dragons, Breaking Bad. It, 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 yeah. It's so well done, the fact that it, it could fit into so many different genres. The fact that it's got Star Wars behind it probably does elevate it a lot more. And that, but I th- people might come to this. And I know we've got someone in Discord who's not watched them. I think they've started watching them now. But they probably looked and thought, oh, Star Wars, oh, another one of them things. But I think once you start watching it, I think people will enjoy it for what it actually is and and kind of forget it is Star Wars and that just enjoy what's actually on the screen. And on that note, Math, I think we've come to an end. That's a lovely way to end the episode. So, um, Math, are you on the social medias yet? Are you going to join us? Uh, I, I'm on Twitter, but I don't know if anyone should actually mention that because it's a bit of a shit show at the moment. On get a blue uh, yeah. get a blue tick. That's all that matters. Yeah. Once you have your blue tick, um, but yes, he, he can uh, st- stick his blue tick up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so no, no, I just uh, I'm kind of active on. On Discord, annoying you guys, but the uh, uh, the opinions of Math are not shared with all the other guests or hosts on this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm with you on that one, Math. So, um, but, but yeah, but no, no, I don't have any podcast or YouTube channel. You, hey, like Math, Math, you got this podcast. Yes. you're you're all over this. <laughs> shit. You're on like almost every episode. You're on more episodes than uh, I think you're on more episodes technically than Jack and Mike now. So, so if, maybe you should have been the host this week. Well, maybe that, well, maybe maybe that should. Sure. Maybe, maybe I'm just trying to angle them out for season two. It's just force them me. out. Yeah, this is it. You're you're the Dead yeah. Nero of this podcast. You're trying to you're trying to push everyone away. Uh, you're just slyly kind of. I just I allow them to guest on now and again. <laughs> we'll tell them that. We'll tell them that. Yeah, they're they're just the guests that come on. Really, that it's your show. I think. Um, and I've I've been a, a lovely guest as well. I think. Uh, ben, uh, thank you again for doing this. Thank you both for for coming on and doing this so last minute. I know it's it's not even been twenty four hours. I think since I messaged you both to, uh, and since I kind of got messaged to to do this, so it was kind of like ah. Um, but thank you. It's been it's been a delight. It's been great. Awesome. Been great yeah, talking Star Wars content. Ben, where can we find you on the social medias apart from Attention Seeking Geek on YouTube? Yeah, and I'm also at Attention Seeking Geek on Instagram as well. So um, you can find me on on both of those platforms. And um, 
yeah, it's uh, your, your standard geeky content, but with a with a humorous twist often uh, because, uh, fuck me, people take themselves too seriously in this world. Um, so I'm here to to juxtapose that to, uh, in the community. So, uh, but yeah, no, this is this has been an honour to to be part of. Um, I've 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 you've, been you've dying to your, talk about this. Uh, to your show. comics in motion, cherry. That's what's yes, happened, and, and it, uh, uh, hopefully you'll be back. Um, I'll need a cream. Cause um, cause initially, I was like, I was like, I said to Mike because Mike again does the Star Wars podcast on comics in motion, and and I mm-hmm. I promised him to do Obi Wan together uh, that I'd be on it, and I, and then I promised you, and I forgot that I promised Mike, and I felt awful, and he was like. Promise me first. Uh, I was like, lose, sorry, Mike. Mike. Sorry, Mike. Ben asked me, and, and uh, now I can't go back. And he was like, "You should honor the first promise." Uh, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like that. And he didn't cry, but um, he's much. He's much, He's made of sterner stuff. Um, the but the I, best thing is when he asks you to come next time, Dan, and he then invites Ben instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable, Dan. That you know what? That I've would wiggled be, my way in now. That would be. That would be a great kind of. Uh, <laughs> bait and switch <laughs> just be like yeah dan you're coming on yeah oh great okay yeah, yeah, yeah. where are you what, what, what's the link what's the what's, where's the zoom link um, I'm, I'm... i'll send you it dan i'll send you it yeah. <laughs> and then i can and then it's double bait and switch because then i can ambush him on the same zoom on the same podcast you'll be like hi you bastard because you can hide people can't you in like zooms you can like put them in a room and you'd be like i'm actually here and i've been listening the whole time uh <laughs> We can do something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check out Ben's uh, YouTube channel. I'm on there a lot. Uh, we covered things. We've done We've done a lot of Star Wars content. So we did most of Obi-Wan, I think. We did a good few episodes. Yeah, yeah. We did Book of Boba Fett. I did, I think, a couple of those, maybe one of those. Um, yeah. We definitely did the background characters, the Star Wars background characters. We did, um, yes. That was, a, yes. that was a fun one. Um, I came very prepared. Nobody else did. Uh <laughs> Probably too standard. Yeah, I'm like, I've got it. I memorized it as well, like a like an actor would, like a proper actor. Got all my stuff. It's all it's all rehearsed. None of this was rehearsed today. This was this is live and uncut. I'm sure Uh, they can tell that Dan by listening. Uh, Yeah, they're like, what is he fucking doing? This pretender to the throne. What's he doing to Math's show? He's ruining Math's show. What is he doing? but yeah no Mike, some... Mike's gonna kill me now I'm never gonna get invited back up again now, I've ruined it for everybody I've ruined yeah. the whole show I've ruined, I've ruined comics in motion it's just happened I'm sorry guys I've, I've just it's just like did, it, did you get any downloads no if anything we got negative downloads damn thanks <laughs> for ruining everything and turning this into a giant joke uh no, uh, but yeah, go and check out Ben's stuff. Ben's on my been on my podcast as well. Uh, we've done weird sex scenes, which was uh, it's an interesting one, one of my favourites. Uh, we talked podcast. Sorry, what about the podcast? Oh, uh, what the what? Uh, I see what you did there. Very good. Uh, a bit yeah. slow on the uptake there. Um, That's beyond weird. Trust me. <laughs> it's it's weirder than anything we talk about on that podcast. Definitely. Uh, so uh yeah we did small soldiers we did one of the oh, first yeah. ones, the first ones you did was the evil santas didn't we the killer santas we did yes killer uh, that we had to record twice because my machine broke yeah i wanted to kill myself it was uh yeah, yeah. but you yeah, you was... you and your lovely wife invited me back and you were so nice to have me back 
Um, you didn't have to do that. I really did appreciate it. I it was so, I was ne- I've never been more gutted in my life about <laughs> something. I've just because it was so good, and I was like, right now we have to we have to do the second oh, show. We both have an acting background, luckily, so we can there make things sound as fresh as daisies. Uh, even out. We've said it all before. Yeah, perfect so. pronunciation, nice and loud. Um, yes. So me, if you haven't heard of me before, if you've been listening to all the other, if you've been listening to Math Show, um, I have been on it. Even when Math wasn't on it, I was on it. Uh, but he's the mastermind. He's the puppeteer. He's the Palpatine uh, of of this podcast. Do it, do it. And that and that's how, and that's that's how they convinced me to host this podcast. Was they just went do it. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you find me on SpiderDownTheSecretBalls.com. It's a podcast. It's a fun hub of activity. If you're looking for Ben's podcasts that that do feature me, so they're more important, um, you can go on my collaborations on my website. Web website. It's it's in spite uh, that I put on a website. Right. I'm very tired. It's been a long day. Um, uh, yeah. So spider down and the secret balls Just Google spider down and the secret balls. B o r e s. You'll find all that stuff. I've done my own Star Wars content. I've looked at the Ewok movies. Uh, I've looked at uh, Star Wars Holiday Special. The trilogy is of terrible, as I like to call it. Um, That's both with Angry Andy, and he has opinions on that Star Wars content as well. So lots of good Star Wars content out for you to partake in. Uh, Yes, I have been here. Uh, but Math and Ben have ascended to a new level. Uh, we finally found our one way out. One way out. One way, one way out. out. One way, way out. On program. On shut up. On program. Stay on, pro- stay on program. And, oh, and Ben, yeah. Just... Oh, gonna shock it. <laughs> 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 thank you guys thank you comics emotion thank you mike thank you jack uh thank you uh, sorry jack sorry mike <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody uh who does comic emotion uh the podfathers chris and dave and anybody else tony all the good people that help out and make this community as great as it can be Follow it, Comics Emotion, like, share, subscribe, listen, all the good stuff, uh, because they're brilliant and they're kind enough to put up with me and my silliness. Uh, right. So uh, I will see you later, guys, and see you later. And dorks, uh, we are cutting out. Uh, so we're leaving. Uh, we're going to escape. and We're going to go for a swim uh, because we can. Hello, Spider-Dan here of the Spider-Dan and the Secret Balls podcast. Just wanted to give you a quick introduction on what I do and why you should check it out. My main mission for the podcast is to spotlight the best-kept secrets in entertainment that a mainstream audience may find boring. I cover these topics in various different formats, including Secret Defenders, where I challenge my guests to defend their favourite films that are underrated, obscure or infamous or Clone Balls, where we compare similar pieces of media and see which one will be crowned the victor. And Secret Ball Stories, where we compile a top five list in high fidelity fashion. I have various guests from all walks of life, including friends, family, comic book professionals and actors, while also doing the odd solo podcast and Patreon YouTube video here and there. If you like entertaining and informative discussions and are sick of content creators covering the same old MCU and Netflix programming, take a walk on the wild and the weird side 
by joining the Pratalion. Swing over to SpiderDan and TheSecretBalls.com for all the information you may need, such as links to the podcast, social media accounts, and how you can support the podcast. That's SpiderDan and TheSecretBalls.com. That's B-O-R-E-S. Thanks for joining me, and as always, prepare for prattle.